It's your boy DJ High Money, motherfucker DJ without a motherfucker turntable. It's KID's babysitter, don't wait to shop, Mr. Will Kill, your motherfucking ass. Mr. Mr. I think I need help, just turn the barrel towards your way, cop back, key, sir. <laughs> you dick? I'm just blushing. <clears throat> but look, this is what y'all listening to, though. This is Hard Money, motherfucker podcast, aka You Live Zo podcast. She must live all through you. You dig what I'm saying? And, uh, shout out to all my sponsors. You know what I'm doing right there. Smoking a cigarette. Got to pop up my toilet. But check this shit out. Rest in peace to Frank Lucas, man. Died at 88. Dick. If you all know who Frank Lucas is. Frank Lucas is a legendary Harlem guy that once sold heroin for the motherfucking Mexican mob. I said Mexican mob. Scratch it out. The New York mob. You dig? This nigga also was a fucking uh, social security benefit thief cook. <laughs> you hear me? And everybody know that this nigga was a uh, informant, federal informant, you know. The young man had no education, if if any. You know what I'm saying? The main end up. You know, doing this thing in the streets, making real money. If you don't know, y'all can go watch American Gangster. It's based on his life. You know what I'm saying? And uh, as you see in the movie, he 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 did his thing. You know what I'm saying? Started doing this motherfucking thing. Got bigger, and bigger in the streets. And um, you know what I'm saying? The FBI ended up, you know. You know, doing that thing. Catching up with him. He ended up turning on the whole mob. He ended up turning on his... He ended up turning on his Mexican supply. You know what I'm saying? Young man once put a hit out on his own brother. See, most people didn't know. He once put a hit out on his own brother. Now, American Gangster is one of my favorite movies of all time. You know, cause the gangster shit. If you don't know American Gangster, was like a series they used to come out. Uh, BT, if I'm mistaken, that's what American Gangster first came out, and they had all the real gangsters on it. Like took it, you know. It, like it's a whole lot of motherfuckers that was on there, you know. And uh. This nigga was one of the people that was featured on that. But it, it was really huge because, you know, Jay-Z wanted to play Frank. and It's like just a whole lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? It's like a whole lot of shit coming up around that. But it's like, because they had already did their thing in BET. And when they was like, we finna come out with a movie, we, we know what the fuck to expect. We thought it was going to be, you know what I'm saying? 
some huge shit, which don't get me wrong, it is some huge shit, but it's about a young man that snitched. And we talk about the American gangster, but it's it's still a beautiful picture. You know what I'm saying? A whole lot of good actors in that motherfucker. You know, Jay-Z ended up doing his motherfucking uh, album for it. Since he wasn't able to get on the bitch, he already had an album for it, released it. A day before the movie came out in the USA. You know what I'm saying? So you everybody thought it was the soundtrack for the album, which it wasn't. It was just a brilliant marketer. But, you know, rest in peace to Frey Lucas, man. You know what I'm saying? You'll never be forgotten for your good or your bad. You know? And man, I just want everybody to know, surprise the fuck out of me, man. Just say, um, he passed away on June 1st, 2019, age So rest in peace to Frank Lucas, man. You know, he made history down here, at least for a lot of motherfucking uh, street niggas. You know, everybody know you. Like I say, for the good, the bad, the ugly, you know. But rest in peace to Frank Lucas, man. I just had to come on there and say that. Say it one more time, you know. But like I said, shout out to all my sponsors. Money management. I do have my own management team. High limits, we try to be managed. Um, you lives on management team. Try to hippie apparel. Go out there, get them hippie pillow, them hippie bathtub, their hippie luggage, two brushes. We doing all that. You dig know what I'm saying? Shout to sideline apparel by Lady Crazy. Hey, I'm trying to tell you that be on the lookout for that. For me to me, be on the lookout for that. For me to me, you know what I'm saying? Come out on the ninth of this month. You dig what I'm saying? And, uh, I'm still doing big shit, man. Can't nobody stop me, man. You hear me? Can't nobody stop me, man. It's your boy, huh, man? Midnight. The motherfucking goat. Greatest of all things, bitch. Fucks you talking about? Y'all can have that greatest of all time shit, ho. I'm the greatest of all things, bitch. All right. And I'm out this bitch. Goat. Now, let me give a shout-out to Al Pavit. <clears throat> My fault. Al Prophet. That's his YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? And he, he got this shit called AmericanDope.com. Y'all need to check this shit out. I'm gonna let y'all listen to a little shit that he had to say about Frank. Some shit that y'all really didn't know about. Let him tell y'all this shit, man. Y'all tell me what y'all think. That. Now, Frank Lucas was... Uh... Uh, famously portrayed by Denzel Washington. And it's kind of a perfect example of what's wrong with getting your historical information from Hollywood movies. Now, Denzel is a true movie star, and he was mesmerizing as Frank Lucas. But the problem is, the real Frank Lucas was nothing like Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington is likable, handsome, intelligent. Frank Lucas really is none of those things. Now, uh, three central lies form the premise of American Gangster. The first lie is that Frank Lucas uh, didn't get his heroin from the mafia. He went to Southeast Asia and got it himself. Well, that's actually the real story of Leslie Ike Atkinson. Ike Atkinson was a retired officer living in Thailand when the Vietnam War broke out. And between 1968 and 75, he and the French Connection the two biggest dope suppliers to the U.S. and the entire world. Now, Frank Lucas may or may not have purchased dope from Ike Atkinson. I, I asked Ike this 
myself. He never met Frank Lucas. One of his middlemen may have sold him some sometime. We don't know. It's unclear. Uh, Lucas, though, certainly knew the story of Ike Atkinson, who served over 30 years in prison and was incarcerated when Lucas stole his story for, New for the New York Magazine article. Now, every single time Lucas was indicted in a drug conspiracy case, the suppliers in his case, his co-defendants, were the Italian mafia. The third lie is that Frank Lucas was smart. He wasn't. It was his brother Shorty who was the brains of the Country Boys operation. Uh, I think that's the same brother he put a hit out on at one point. And then there's the lie that he only informed on crooked cops. Well, he actually didn't inform on a single cop that there's any record of. Who he did tell on is lots and lots of black drug dealers in New York. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't think he told on any of the Italians who uh, he was supplied by slash worked for. He did so much telling that he helped the feds rig up one of the most ridiculous drug conspiracy cases I've ever heard of. He testified that three different guys, one of whom was a former lieutenant of Frank Matthews, who was the real American gangster. Uh, one was, uh, I think, Goldfinger and another guy. And they were all getting the cutting agents, the lactose quinine uh, that was used to cut heroin back then from the same supplier. Now, these three guys were drug dealers, but they didn't know each other. But thanks to Frank Lucas's testimony that they all were buying cutting agents from the same person, they were rigged into the same huge conspiracy case because they bought cutting agents from the same guy and Frank Lucas told the feds about it. Now, what is true is that his brand of heroin, Blue Magic, is possibly the single biggest selling brand of heroin in Harlem history, and that's saying something. Um, but that doesn't mean he had any special heroin. He just cut the heroin that the mafia gave him less than, say, Nicky Barnes did his. Frank Lucas talks about being Bumpy Johnson's chosen successor. It's well documented that Bumpy's wife and many others refuted that. I won't go into that. He, he was Bumpy Johnson's occasional flunky. Now, from the late 60s to the mid-70s, the country boys, Frank and his brothers, were one of the bigger mafia-supplied heroin-dealing groups in the New York, New Jersey area. Uh, you, you know, he made a lot of money. But, for example, that famous picture of him in the chinchilla coat that was taken at the Ali fight, well, that was actually put into, uh, what, Ebony or Jet magazine. His pictures were smaller than the pictures of the guys from Detroit that I did another documentary on, uh, Eddie Jackson and his crew, the documentary's called Motown Mafia. Frank Lucas is, is just one picture among many, and the Detroit guys and some other New York guys had bigger pictures. And Frank Lucas was nothing compared to Frank Matthews. Durham, North Carolina, to Philly, operating out of Brooklyn at his peak. Watch my documentary, The Frank Matthews Story, to see who the real American gangster was. Now, Frank Lucas got paid $900,000, and a small house was uh, purchased for him in exchange for the use of his name and life rights for the film American Gangster. He quickly ran through that money. He spent the last of his years of his life still on the hustle. Now, I'll leave you with this one last Frank Lucas story so you know just what kind of a guy he was. In 2011 or so, I was with Ron Chepsick, who was my partner with the Frank Matthews story. Ron did all the original research. 
We were sitting in Ike Atkinson's little apartment with Ike. He was doing his laundry. Now, Ike Atkinson was a very nice guy when I met him, and he was living on his military pension because he had retired honorably from the Army years before he um, mixed himself up in the heroin business and earned himself the nickname Sergeant Smack. So we're there in his apartment, and the phone rings. It was Richie Roberts, the real-life New York cop played by Russell Crowe, an American gangster. Roberts had become a lawyer, just like in the movie, and he spent many years as friends with Frank Lucas, and he acted as, a, as, as his attorney during the period of the film. The reason for the call was to tell Ike that Frank was getting a felony conviction and being put on probation for stealing his own son's Social Security disability checks, cashing them and spending the money on women and whatever else. Criminals are often narcissistic lowlives. And while Frank Lucas was not the American gangster, but he certainly was one of the great narcissistic lowlives that ever came out of the streets. Frank Lucas dead at 88, not American dope. Live my there. Shout out to my nigga I Profit. If you ever want to check him out, go look at him on, on YouTube. I Profit. You know what I'm saying? I leave a link in the description. You know what I'm saying? So y'all can check this shit out. He got all the fucking legendary dope dealers. All of them. You know? They doing their goddamn thing. Well, he doing his thing at least. But y'all check this shit out, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, man. Rest in peace to Frank. Good, bad, ugly. You'll always be remembered. And that's no cap.